Hey, um, hope everybody's having a great weekend. I have a pretty juicy podcast for you all today. Um, juicy, not in terms of like any juicy gossip or like something that would necessarily seem exciting for for the world at large, but for me, um, I feel like the last few days I've been having a lot of interesting revelations and I just have like a lot to talk about. Um, so hop on board. First of all, I just want to say I would love to open and close the episode with songs. Um, but I can't do that unless I commit to like only having the episodes be on Spotify and not on Apple podcasts or anything. So, um, obviously I don't want to do that because I know people listen on Apple. So, just imagine that there's cool music at the beginning and the end of every episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Although, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I, that's what it says about what you can do. And that's one thing. Um, the other thing I wanted to say as a preliminary matter is, I okay, I know I don't have a job and I don't run a household. <laughs> I basically don't have a lot of responsibilities. But I actually feel like right now I have a lot going on and I'm feeling overwhelmed and like I need to prioritize things. Um, So, okay, here's, because I love my lists, um, let me read my, let me read my list of everything I have to do. (laughs) This is that juicy material that you guys are craving. Um. Okay, so like I said, I have this SMART program that I'm doing. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I called it SMART. It's, it's called SMART, Stress Management and Resiliency Training. Um, it's that program that's like coping with chronic illness and teaching you skills to cope and stuff um, that I've talked about before. So I'm really behind because um, I feel like the first few weeks I was focusing on other things and I... Um, I don't know, I just like wasn't like keyed into the program and now I'm like, okay, I want to really try try this stuff and see if it might actually help um, me deal with my symptoms and stuff. Um, So I'm like reading, there's like a whole like guidebook and then there's like all the notes from the sessions and there's like an overwhelming amount of stuff that you're supposed to be doing every day. Like you're supposed to, I mean, obviously meditate 20 minutes twice a day. Then um, before bed, you're supposed to like I mean, this is, I was definitely like skeptical of all this. I'm still a little skeptical, but we're doing it. Um, So in addition to, um, yeah, so meditate, meditate 20 minutes, two times a day. Um, At night, you're supposed to do several things. First of all, you're supposed to wear blue light blocking glasses like two to three hours before bed um, so that you sleep better. Um... Then you're supposed to, before you go to sleep, you're supposed to think of like all this good stuff. Like you're supposed to think of like two things that you did that, um, that like you're happy about that day, two things that other people did. And then two things about just the world as a whole, just like two things you're excited about or or feel good about or happy about. You're supposed to do that, um, before you go to bed. And then you're not supposed to eat four hours before you go to bed, Um, you're supposed to like every hour or so, like do these like mini meditative, like diaphragmatic breaths. You're supposed to, 
um, like have this like approach to your thoughts called like, what's it called? Um, it, it, basically the idea that like, it, oh, it's called positive expectations, which is basically like, I think like, you know, I, I believe that this good thing will happen. You're not supposed to do like, you're not supposed to be like, oh, I think I'm going to get this job. Let's say you had a job interview the next day. You're not supposed to say, oh, I'm going to get this job because that's unrealistic and you can't necessarily control that. But you're supposed to say like, oh, like I believe that I'm going to, you know, find the the career path that's right for me or find the next opportunity that's right for me or I'll get this job if it's right for me. Um, so you're supposed to like constantly be thinking these positive thoughts. You're not supposed to, if you think a positive thought, you're not supposed to couch it in terms of negative thoughts. So for example, you're not supposed to say, oh, I was really happy that I had um, a nice long shower yesterday because for a couple days, like I didn't have the energy to shower. You're supposed to say just, oh, I'm really like, I'm really glad I had that shower, but you're not supposed to put it in contrast with something else. You can't say like, oh, I'm happy I'm, I'm getting the vaccine because it's been so long, like cooped up in the pandemic. You're just, you're just supposed to say, I'm really happy getting the vaccine. So anyways, who knows? Apparently they have scientific research backing a lot of this. They, they talk a lot about like how stress and inflammation are similar. So if you're ill with any kind of illness, your body is already producing a lot of inflammation, which is also the same as stress. And you can actually reduce inflammation in your body by reducing stress. Um, so th these are all like techniques to basically reduce stress in your body and trigger this relaxation response and basically move from like um, a certain kind of like reactive thinking to kind of this wise mind like gentle, um, adaptive, basically thinking. Um, so that's what the whole program is about. So yeah, and these are like, these are the methods that they've found to be proven. So and I was they, they keep piling on like new things to do every day. And then like, there's like this gentle stretching. And then there's like for, um, for every, um, Oh, yeah, for like for the 20 minutes of meditation, they have like a million types of meditation that you can do. So I'm just like very overwhelmed by and then, yeah, like I said, there's this like guidebook with like all this information. And then there's all these forms to fill out about like on a daily basis about like what your what things you did during that day and like what your positive thoughts were. Um, so I think it's like. And especially because I'm kind of starting late because, like, for, it took me a couple weeks to get into it. I'm just, like, very overwhelmed. And I do – this is only eight sessions long, um, so seven weeks. And the first – so I, we've already had three sessions. So it's been two and a half weeks. Um, so there's only four and a half weeks left. And I skipped the second session because I was feeling really, really sick. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like I'm really behind and I want to give it a really fair shot. So now I'm like super keyed in and focused on this program. Um, so yeah, that's one thing that I'm doing. I 
I have so many, <laughs> I have so many different notebooks like everywhere around my desk, um, which just shows like the different little projects that I'm doing. Like I have this smart program booklet. I have my reclamation booklet. I have my like daily tracking, like daily whatever, just like notebook. I have my therapy notebook. Um, I have like a separate notebook for reclamation for my notes on that. And there, oh, I have like this book about Medicare, signing up for Medicare. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know, it feels like there's a lot going on. So anyway, so there I have that smart program. I still have, I've done like, so as I was saying, like over the week, my goal was to get a bunch of errands done. And I've done, um, I've done a bunch of stuff. Um, yesterday I spent like hours on the phone with Fidelity, um, which is my bank, um, like dealing with various issues. Um, so, and, and I did some other like financial accounting stuff. So kind of got through that. Um, and yeah, just have been like checking things off the list, but I still have a bunch of things to do. I still have to do my taxes. I have to do this Medicare thing. I have to like finish out this spring cleaning project that I'm doing. I have to send CDs to a doctor. Um, yeah, I just have a lot. I just have a lot, lot still of errands to do. Um, and then obviously I have um, all the reclamation work, which I'm also kind of behind on. Um, all my um, therapy work that I'm doing, which I try to like, in addition to going to the appointments, like try to take notes on stuff during the course of the week. Um, like the social stuff that I'm trying to do. Um, this podcast, all, all of the, all of the, <laughs> the work I do to, to bring you guys quality content. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, and I have an appointment this week with my main um, MECFS doctor. Um, so, yeah, we'll just discuss. There's like, a, as, as I've mentioned like several times, there's just like a million possible next steps for treatment options. And we're going to talk about which one of those we should focus on. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it just feels like there's a lot going on and like I kind of need to prioritize, like maybe not focus, for example, on reclamation right now because I, I just really want to for the next like four weeks focus on the SMART program and try to, try to do everything I can with that. Um, yeah, so that's, so that's that. That's my like feeling overwhelmed by everything but um that that whole like feeling overwhelmed kind of led me to um some insights yesterday um so I was I was reading through like the reclamation page like, people post like every every week there's like um every Monday it's like post like what you're you know, what you're thinking about for the week and how you're feeling. And then every Thursday, there's like a prompt that you answer. And so this month um, is expectations month. So it's all about like, what expectations do people have of you? What expectations do you have of yourself? Um, and I, I haven't really been doing a lot of the content because I've been focused on other things. But somebody wrote um, 
this like really um uh what I thought was extremely insightful thing um she wrote I don't know I don't know if you guys will agree but she wrote I am expected to have high expectations for myself and that really hit me um close to home because um just this like the idea that you don't have to have high expectations for yourself that you can just like kind of be and you don't have to be um always like doing doing your best job and like being the best you can be and you know just like setting again like setting these high expectations for yourself in all areas of life I feel like that's just what I naturally do and the I the freedom that comes from this idea that wait I don't have to like I can just exist and I can just do an okay job at some things and it's fine and that's just so freeing to me and I know this is like it's like the same thing I keep coming back to with this perfectionism stuff is that idea and I think it's putting it into progress that I mean putting it into um practice (laughs) that that is so difficult um but just even like framing it in those terms, like I don't have to have high expectations for myself. I can just like skate by and like, you know, get a B or even a C. I don't have to get an A plus on everything in my life. Um, and also like trying to find a way to not see it as like on or off or black and white. Like I can do a little bit. I don't have to get an F if I'm not gonna get an A. I can, I can just go halfway. Um, I don't know. That's, I think it's really difficult for me, but I think that is like, that is what I want. That, that's how I'm going to become more relaxed and more engaged with the world is if I let go of this like rigid, like I have to complete every task fully and perfectly and just instead have this more fluid, go with the flow kind of like I'll work on this right now because that feels like what I should do and then I'll work on this other thing and none of them have to be done like completely or perfectly. I don't know. That's really hard for me to like put into practice. Um, But that, that was, um, yeah, that was just something I read yesterday that really resonated with me. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading what I'll say, what I'll say wrote here. Um... Yeah, and that means like with with like the different things I have going on, I can say like, oh, this smart program is really important to me and I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. And that means like with reclamation this month, like I'm just going to kind of skate by um, or like I'm not going to, this one's really hard. I've been, <laughs> I'm not going to like systematically go through like all my messages and make like triple sure I haven't missed something I need to respond to. I don't know if I can do that. I think I probably will still systematically go through them um but anyways yeah it's just all part of like just trying to break down some of those rigidities um and some of those like unnecessary expectations I have for myself um yeah and just freeing myself because um like I think when I was at the beginning of the month when when we had a call in reclamation and we're talking about um like what we feel like we're expected to be. I might've talked about this already, but basically like 
I feel like I was expected to be very like thorough and careful and not this like wild, free, adventurous person. Um, and it's mostly just my expectations of myself and, and the way I present to the world and how what I deeply want is this like sense of freedom and adventure and possibility um, that I think I can only get if I let go of a lot of these um, expectations of perfection and stuff that I have for myself. So easier said than done, but it still felt like really good to to hear it framed in that way. Um, yeah, so that so that was kind of a cool thing that I realized yesterday or that I like came to again yesterday. I think I just need to keep reminding myself of that. Um, but I do think I'm doing a lot of things um, to kind of grow in that direction, hopefully. So that, okay, that was one revelation. Um, <laughs> another another thing I wanted to talk about was um, what I... Um, what I kind of got to in therapy um, on Friday. I didn't give you guys my Friday therapy update. Um, so we talked um, about like my romantic history. And I was saying like, you know, there's been so many situations. I've mentioned this to you guys before in my life where when someone's been interested in me, I've kind of, that in and of itself has like turned me off like in a stupid way and like seeing somebody be like vulnerable and interested. And I, I don't think I'm the only person who, who does this. I think it's, um, I don't know, I think it's a thing. Um, you feel like, wait a minute, this could actually be real and, and, um, and, we would both have to like be real and actually enter into this relationship as opposed to just having some idealized fantasy of what it would be. Like that's one thing. And also what's wrong with you that you like me. And also like, oh, men should be like all like strong and like being able to like not show a sign of weakness, <laughs> which like, again, all of these are like stupid, like stupid baggage that I feel like it comes with the idea of like some not always I didn't always do that but sometimes when when a guy would express that they liked me like I would be that in and of itself would kind of like turn me off of them or something um and yeah so we kind of talked about that um and then she asked me like what what do you, like, what would you want from somebody in a relationship? Like, what is it that you want? Um, and I, she was, she told me to think, think about that for the next session. So for me, um, the, well, I was thinking about it and I was like, really, there's only three things that I want in a partner. One is like some attraction, like spark connection feeling Two is that they're, like, fundamentally a decent person and have integrity and stuff. And three is that they're smart and we can co connect intellectually. And really, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know, like, a lot is built into that spark portion because, obviously, if you're not 
connecting on many levels, then you're not necessarily going to have that spark. But anyway, so I've always thought of that as like my only real, the only real like criteria I have for somebody I'd want to be with. Um, But then I was thinking and I was like, oh my God, so many guys that I've rejected in my life (laughs) meet that criteria. And that also just kind of blew my mind um, because, yeah, like, I don't know, like I randomly, I just remember this this guy um, senior year of high school. I, I don't keep in touch with this person anymore, so um, I really doubt that they're listening to my podcast. <laughs> um, so, I mean, he like, we like instantly like had this, We I hadn't like really known or talked to him before senior year of high school, and we instantly had this like connection, um, like flirty vibe. And then as soon as he basically expressed interest and asked me out, I was like completely froze up and was just like totally like no, basically. And I remember thinking like at the time, like, oh, maybe I should date him. But then I was like, no, like I hate how he's like so not organized and like not on top of all his reading for class and everything. And that's like, that's like such a turn off. It's like, who gives a fuck about that? Um, I don't know. And that would always be, I'd always be like, well, like, this other little thing, like, isn't right with this person. And it's like, that just doesn't matter. And it's just like, so, I don't know, just like stupid. Um, and I feel like I missed, and maybe that person wouldn't have been like this perfect fit for me. Um, but I feel like, I missed out. I, I can just think of many examples like this where like because I was like scared or just cautious or or all like rigid or whatever, I just like missed out. It could have had like a mini like interesting and fulfilling or grow growth experience type relationships that I didn't have because because I yeah, I was looking at things like that. I guess we all like look back and, and see those kinds of issues when I'm like, man, like, he was really cute. And like, we were into each other. Like that, I mean, I don't know. So, um, yeah. But I think it's good. It's a good way to, it's good to recognize that I think going forward, because it just, I really actually don't need more than those three things. And if there's somebody with those three things, like, I should give it a try and see see what could develop there. Because you're not going to, like, know – you have to wait and see how it develops to see if it can grow into something. Um, and I feel like I, I just – I just expect it all to be there right away or just like, I don't know. I just haven't been skillful in that. Oh man. Um, so many, so many lost opportunities there. Um, but you love, you learn. Anyways, I don't know. That felt like another insight from the last few days. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm just like still thinking about like all those, all those, relationships that could have happened. Um, yeah, it's cool though. It's cool. Um, okay. (laughs) The next, 
the next revelation. There have been many over the last few days. Um, oh, and just like and before I get to the next thing I was thinking about, it's just so interesting how you can like feel like you're not making a lot of progress and stuff. Like, I don't know, like I wasn't feeling like I was like having that many big revelations or like really like like experiencing the reclamation stuff that much or um, like, yeah, it was just kind of plodding along and like the past few days, really the past week I've been kind of annoyed because I haven't been feeling as well from the um, vaccine and it's just like, oh, when will I start to feel better? And like yesterday I felt annoyed during the beginning of the day because I was like, I have all these errands to do. I keep making progress on them, but there's so many left and they all seem so annoying and I'm still not feeling better. Um, so it's just kind of like, yeah, getting kind of like, just feeling kind of like yucky about things. And then like in the evening, just out of nowhere, like all these different things just started kind of clicking for me. Um, so it's just interesting how that happens. And especially, I think, I think it's always been like that for me, like, especially if you take time away from something, um, like I was focusing on the errands and I wasn't focused on the reclamation work or really like the therapy stuff as much. And it's like taking that break allows a lot of things to happen under the surface. And then that leads, then when you come back, you're like, whoa, like, and you're just hit with all of these kind of realizations. Um, Totally different example, but I feel like this summer, um, like, I really experienced that um, this summer between sophomore and junior year because, okay, this is so, like, nerdy and and wouldn't seem related, but um, I, like, freshman and sophomore year of high school um, and, like, before, like, I don't think, I I just wasn't a very good writer like in terms of essays and stuff, like I was really wordy and um, I just couldn't get it. Like I couldn't get like how to, how to write an, an like a nuanced and like well-written analytical or critical essay. Um, and I just like, I remember like sophomore year, freshman year of high school, just basically beating my head against the wall. Like I would write these essays for English or history and they just weren't, they just weren't like, the teachers would just be like, no, like I would, I mean, I was still getting like whatever A minuses or something, but um, it just wasn't like, it just wasn't clicking. Um, And then I took the summer off um, and then like somehow like something like all of their feedback from like the, those, like everything they were telling me about how I was like not writing the essays correctly, it all kind of like was like unconsciously like brewing while I had this summer when I was like not doing anything academic at all um and then when I came back junior year of high school like I finally clicked and like I remember like writing my an essay for my English class and like the first essay of the year and I was like oh my god this is probably like total garbage and the my English teacher was like no like this is like amazing not to toot my own horn but um, <laughs> I, that, yeah. anyways, sorry. It's just one of my, um, sorry, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I think like many episodes ago, I was talking about like happy moments and like 
when I felt most happy, like at camp or like in my like sixth grade relationship or like, I don't know, just like these moments of life where I've just felt like so free and happy. Um, But I also like have had like a separate list of like moments where I've just felt really good, like achievement wise. Um, And getting this comment from this professor, I mean, not professor, from this English teacher on my first essay um, was just like, the pinnacle of or like just one like one one of the like big moments where I just like felt so good about what I had achieved um yeah yeah I'm not gonna (laughs) I feel like I could um I could say more about that but um yeah I'm I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so anyways, like, and then something clicked. And then like from that point forward, I wrote in like a completely different way. Um, I don't know. I just love when things kind of click like that. And, and not, I mean, it happens like in all areas of life. Like when you, like when you realize something as you get older and you grow and like, and academically and I don't know, I just feel like. Um, yeah, I just like those kinds of moments. But anyways, so my third, (laughs) I'm just amazed that I can just talk and talk nonstop. Um, yeah, just (laughs) like, this is what my parents are subjected to on a regular basis. They must be so happy that I have another outlet so that they don't have to just hear me talk like 24 hours a day. Um, it's another thing that any potential partner has to look forward to. Uh, anyways, so my, the third insight that I wanted to mention and the one that feels most exciting maybe, um, is that last night I started having like hope that maybe I will be cured of my illness Um, and that maybe I could go back to living like this life that I had before I got sick. Obviously it wouldn't be the same life because I'd be older and in different circumstances, but like that I could just live as a healthy person. Um, and that, like, I just haven't had that hope. Obviously it might not happen. And I think I've been kind of operating under the assumption that, sure, it might get better, but I didn't really feel hopeful about it. Um, I just felt kind of like resigned to living like this. So I definitely know it might not happen. But I don't know, I just all of a sudden feel this sense of hope and like optimism. And even if it doesn't result in something happening, it makes me feel like very connected to my old self. Like I can remember now in ways that I wasn't really able to before, like that feeling like after like you go for like a nice run or like, yeah, like a nice like bike ride or something and you just feel like, like so good and you're like breathing in the air and you just like feel that um, like exhilaration to be alive basically. Um, I like remember that and I'm like, wow, like I could feel that again. And it kind of like seeps into even me right now. 
like that fact that I, it's really hard to explain, but the fact that I can imagine feeling it again almost makes me like feel it now and just like feel more connected to life and like the world that like I had it before. I could have it again. And yeah, again, like somehow that makes me feel almost like I'm having it right now. That experience of like exhilaration and hope and like just like being alive. Um, Yeah. So that feels like super, that feels super new for me. I don't know if it's because the, um, it's because like there's potential research um, being, now there's all this extra research being done in the area of my illness um, because of the long COVID stuff. Or if it's just because like it's spring and that's or starting to be spring and that's when like hope, hope springs eternal. <laughs> um, or if it's, or if it's just that I feel like after a break of like not doing a lot of like treatments, I'm like excited to jump into some of these treatment options that are out there. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I just, I feel like I just feel more part of the world um, and more hopeful. And that's like really, um, yeah, just like a really nice feeling. Um, Just looking at at my notes about that. Yeah, I mean, and I think what links like, all of these things, um, both like the revelation about perfectionism and the revelation about like dating um, and what I look for in guys and how I've approached that in the past um, versus how I want to approach it now um, and this hope um, for, for getting better is just this idea that like I can change, like things can change. I can become different. I can become less perfectionistic and rigid. I can go about relationships in a different way. Like I can really grow as a person and um, yeah, and I can become even, and I I don't think getting better from illness is really the same thing. I think it's more that I can I can approach it differently. Like I can have hope for getting better and that can make me feel better. And maybe some of the things I do in this SMART program can make me feel better just psychologically and not have to carry, like, again, as I've talked about, this unnecessary burden of illness, which is, which is like unnecessary suffering, like the feeling like so removed and different from other people and feeling like my life is not what it should be, but feeling more like I'm actually alive. Um, And I can cultivate that because I feel like I feel that more right now. I feel more alive. Um, Yeah, it's just like an amazing thing. So those are my three revelations for the weekend. Um, I think it's a lot. Um, yeah, I still kind of trying to figure out what, what I'm going to do with my day, my week. 
um, and how to balance all this different stuff. But, um, and I'm still like feeling, um, tired and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Those are like, those felt like really good insights. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking if there's anything else I want to say before I sign off. Yeah, I guess just that, I don't know, just that that barrier between the world of the non-sick people and my world like seems to be shrinking in my, in my mind, I guess. Um, like I can, I don't know, like so many of the things that I experienced when I was well, like some of them, like that feeling after a run when you just like feel really alive, like I can't experience that um, specific thing, but just generally like feeling like vital and alive, I feel like I can experience that more. And I don't know if it's partially maybe because I am maybe very slowly getting a little better. I don't want to say that because I don't know, for like, a couple years, I was like, yeah, maybe I'm a little better now. Maybe I'm a little better now. And then like look back and be like, no, I've been exactly the same. So I don't know if, if it's, but it might be that I'm, you know, this vaccine um, setback aside that I've been feeling more, just more able to do things. And I feel like once um, we are all vaccinated, I, I'm going to try to, you know, go out with friends um, and see if I can handle like an evening like at a pub or something. Um, yeah, or like dancing or something. Obviously, I can't like dance for more than like five seconds, but um, but I can dance for like a little bit um, and then sit down. Um, I don't know. So I'm just like hopeful. Yeah, and I'm also remembering like all the times when I didn't feel like alive and, and happy just because I was well. Um, and, you know, I was stressed or I was dealing with some other issue and it, it was also a drag. So it's not like when you're well, like nothing's a drag and when you're sick, everything's a drag. It's just so much more of a, there's just so many more layers of gray. Um, and there's so many ways to experience life. I think even when you are dealing with a chronic condition like mine. Yeah, so those are my thoughts for the day. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.